Hello, friends. It's me, Colin. I'm editing the episode right now. I just want to let you know that at the beginning of this episode, some of the audio got completely messed up. During the cold open, I sound like a goddamn chipmunk. So I cut that part. Just know that the preamble you're missing was essentially the setup that Safe Seattle had a Facebook post in response to the Seattle is a hate group hashtag created by Brett Hamill. So keep that in mind. Uh, sorry. Thanks. You see that? No? Uh, tell, tell us all about okay, it. Okay, well, why don't I read it Read it to you? Because it's so, so beautiful. You have to hear it verbatim. So this is what they posted. Safe Seattle isn't a hate group. But if we were... We'd be far and away the biggest hate group in the whole damn country. <laughs> At over 10,000 followers and 270,000 reads so far this week. Damn, that hate's doing big numbers. <laughs> We'd also be a hate group that includes journalists, stay-at-home parents, working people, mainstream politicians, doctors, police and firefighters, judges, religious folks, and even homeless people. Yes. Even homeless people. Wow. So yeah, so that normalizing was, that hate. That was pretty awesome. I mean, Making just it legit. just leaning sort of right into it, or like trying to run through the criticism. I'm not not <laughs> totally sure. Well, it's about just, they're just identifying their class about this. Yeah, about the strategy. But this is not. I mean, it's not. It's a non-denial denial in a way. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's not saying. Here's why we're not a hate group. It's, right. Look at all these people. Yeah. Imagine the hate group. We the could entire be. middle, all of middle class Seattle is represented in it, this hate group. It almost reads like a threat. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, just push us there, and and we'll we'll just flip that switch. <laughs> we haven't already, but uh, the tone of that and just the uh, the litany of the fine uh, upstanding members. It triggered something in my brain, so I did a, a little Googling of my own to uh, see if I could map that this phrasing with another group from America's storied history. Uh, and so I'd like to read something to you uh, from Smithsonian, and I'll just tell you that the title of this article is Murder Wasn't Very Pretty. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're off to a good start. So, uh, basically... There's this passage which says, By 1925, the Ku Klux Klan had a quarter million members in Indiana alone, accounting for more than 30% of the state's white male population. At the height of its popularity, the Klan was a mainstream organization whose roster included lawyers, doctors, college professors, <laughs> ministers, and politicians at every level, most of them middle and upper, upper middle class white Protestants who performed community service. Wow. Does that <laughs> that sound similar? And then it, this paragraph caps off with this hilarious uh, little um, quote from the paper of record, the New York Times in 1923. It says, out in Indiana, everybody seems to belong. And then they go on to remark that of all the lower 48, Indiana is the least imperiled by any kind of menace. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. well... Uh, Time is a, a flat circle, I guess. Is yeah, that, we've got... What the kids say? I think uh, if what you're trying to intimate is that Seattle is imperiled by... 
A menace? Yeah, maybe several of them. <laughs> many, many menaces? Welcome back to the show. Uh, Seattle Sucks, the show about hating the city we love. I'm Colin, uh, here with Greg, and we have a guest. Hey. Greg, would you like to do the honors? Yeah, my buddy, Wale Bagundipe, the co-chair of Seattle DSA, on the boat with us right now. <laughs> Thank Wale, you. Wale, so- man, yeah. thanks for coming. Hey, uh, I'm glad to rock the boat with y'all. <laughs> so. Wow, we hadn't even thought of that pun. I know, that that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel stupid for not having ever said that before. I, I just always think about mermaids. I <laughs> got mermaids on the brain, I guess. <laughs> wow. <sighs> but thank you for coming. Uh, like, this was last minute, so we really appreciate yeah, you Yeah, I mean, here. last minute, in, though a long time in coming. A lot of prep. Trying to get, yeah, to get you on the show. Uh, this to work out yeah. for a long, long time, and then it just randomly did today, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really great to be here. Uh, and I think that we have a lot of great stuff to talk about. Uh, I mean, see what state our city is in, in terms of all the changes. It's so, dying. That's what you're saying. It's dying. <laughs> yes. Along with the rest of the earth. It is dying. Amen. And <laughs> if you wanted to know what hell world was going to be like. Yeah. Um, welcome. Yeah. Well, thanks again for coming. So I guess, um, obviously, you know, so you're as of. Uh, you're one of the new co-chairs over at SDSA, um, which is cool. Um, DSA is doing lots of cool stuff in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of organizing going on, much like um, much Save like Seattle. The, 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 uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> but, and that's what I'm talking about. That's organizing right there. That is, they've got all those people on. That yeah. is organizing. Yeah, uh, much like the KKK. <laughs> um, but uh, hopefully, with a different. Uh, Kind of focus okay so what i want i'm really interested in hearing about is uh you took like this uh grand tour of west coast uh socialism yeah back in november and you've told me a little bit about it yeah you went to a bunch of cities and hung out with uh dsa chapters tell us about that and about what you learned and i mean obviously like what you've sort of hit me to a little is the there are some parallels but also some like trajectories to line up here from Seattle to these other cities and back again. You know, and right. even before you get into that, I'd be curious as to how you got on this process to begin with at all. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean by process? I just mean wh- how the idea struck you or if this is something folks are doing or... Yeah. Ah. So, I think one one thing was that I really wanted to see the DSA um, here in... I was going to say... Um, in Washington, but yes, Washington, but more importantly, in the city of Seattle, grow. We have a, a lot of members, uh, about a thousand members uh, in Seattle, but we're we're growing, and uh, we've we benefited from the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez bump. We we benefited from um, the from the Bernie bump earlier than that, and uh, we even benefited from the uh, inauguration of. Uh, of Trump because everybody was freaking out. It was like, okay, like we, we, we gotta do something about this. Yeah. Much, much like the DSA nationally, right? Like, yeah, I went on. I mean, I joined DSA 
Yeah, kind of around that time. Mostly just because lots of people were joining the DSA. It was like a secondary thing. Like, not like... It was like, oh, lots of people are joining the DSA. I guess I will. I've, you know, this has been around for a long time. But solidarity, I guess. I guess. If there's people doing this, then sure, I'll be a part of that. Yeah. So, yeah, like, meh level of solidarity. <laughs> that, that's uh, no, I that's the, what we I love. Am, <laughs> that level of engagement. Totally unproductive and uh, uninvolved member is what I'm trying to say of the DSA. Um, <laughs> I, bear, I, I show up to, like, events at bars, <laughs> and, and that's about it. So, but, you know, we can't all, we can't all be Wallace. You know, we can't all be, like, Jet setting around changing the world, yeah. using my vacation days to to, <laughs> to go to to DSA events. <laughs> oh, it all comes back to uh, selling your labor, doesn't it? It really does, and uh, that's that that's what it's about. With the speaking of labor, uh, if you want to talk about why your job sucks or how your job could be better. Come to uh, DSA's Wednesday night workplace organizing meetings. They happen uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, in Capitol Hill, at um, like right at I think at eh, you can look it up at SeattleDSA.org. We'll link to it. But the more most important thing is tell them why you mad, yo. Hell Tell yeah. them why you're mad, why you why your work sucks, and and what you can do about it. Because there is an organizer. There's a there's a tiny organizer, homunculus in <laughs> each of us. And so all we have to do is tap into it with with some anger, with some determination, with some with some discernment. And yeah, we can organize our workplaces. Because if there's anything we all have in common, it's that working sucks. Yep. Like, just like Blink-182 said, work sucks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. Uh, uh, all right, so... Yeah, and work, and yeah. the work situation for a lot of people is awful. Yeah, it really yeah. is. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I got up, so I was up at 6 a.m. today fucking driving for Lyft, because, again, my, my absurd stupid freelance career has now pretty much fully shit the bed and died or something just because the you know the work has dried up like any like i don't know like the coal mine being tapped out or something (laughs) you know i was thinking today actually i was driving around um i was confronted with this well-known sort of axiom of our culture about that certain group of people that doesn't tip i'm talking about rich people rich people don't tip (laughs) Yeah. Good God. <laughs> or they, or they no. tip you like a dollar or something and expect you to be really. No, happy they never about look that. at their phone again after oh. getting out of the car, and they build. They, you know, they no, no one tip. Actually, the truth is, I'd like. To, I think we should, you know, say that as a mantra. Like rich people don't tip, because um, that's definitely true. But um, actually, no one tips except service workers. That's the only people who tip their Lyft driver. Well, I'm literally driving them to their job at a bar, and they're clearly like a bartender or a waiter. They tip, and like tip big, too. Luckily, most of the new jobs in the last like 10 years have been service workers. Right, so, so I do a lot of yeah. that, but um, not enough. But nobody else tips their Lyft drivers. And I know you're thinking, Greg, 
I guess you've never you've never driven me then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I haven't. Not yet. And I know you know, but of course you could say, well, maybe they're just not tipping you, Greg. Yeah. I maintain a five star rating. I'll have you. Congratulations. So that is is great news. I've won capitalism. You know, uh, I don't know how much into the weeds we really want to go, because uh, I'd like to hear about this trip, but I thought that in the early days of these driving services, there was kind of institutional no tipping. Like, that was That's part Uber. of the platform. That was Uber. That was Uber. Okay. So then when Lyft, um, one of their pushes to catch up with Uber was, you can tip on our app, meaning... Drivers are human tips. beings. <laughs> yeah. That was their different vibe, you know. It was Damn, like this bump your driver. Yeah. It was with them way of encouraging drivers to go with them instead of yeah. Uber, you know. Okay. Again, it's just really a different structure, but yeah, it turns out nobody really tips. Anyway, that was my like work bitching session. Um, so, uh, well, hey, back to what brought you <laughs> on your trip. Oh, as a parting remark, uh, there's so much f- funny business on Lyft, and ter- now that their their stock is a publicly traded stock you know that they're that they're trying to pump up their stats and so like they they i have had once they went public i've had more of these weird like cancellations more um like more long waits for for people to pick me up and Hmm. and like just like weird mapping things it really sucks because it's like okay we're going to to tweak what we can to make ourselves seem more profitable to our investors and yeah. that's all that matters yep well that's you know that's just the market working so it's a capitalism right? <laughs> yes yeah it's a capitalism indeed but yeah um it it started my, my trip started before i even got on a plane ha i'm a storyteller and i uh, and so it it started with my being involved in the tax Amazon campaign here in Seattle. Right. right. And the tax Amazon campaign was a campaign to um, tax the biggest three uh, percent of businesses. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we talked about it extensively on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, so I think everybody. I mean, yeah, we can just review. Basically, it was this is the head tax we're talking about the the very small, mostly symbolic, tiny amount of money to be raised from massive corporations. Yeah, and so, like we we wanted to have it so that we could uh, fund affordable housing in Seattle, and Amazon hemmed and hawed and did all that it could to to fight it, and we. We thought we had won when it actually became law when the bill passed. But then uh, Amazon fought even dirtier. Um, They threatened to to stop construction. They stopped construction. And so they they really cowed some of the building trades. And it meant that we ended up uh, having a repeal. Yeah, what, like days later? Yeah. They they checked with Two Jeff. weeks or something. Yeah. They and checked with Jeff, and Jeff was like, nah. It was the nah. gladiator. He just was like <laughs> this from his bulletproof window and then went. In day one? Yeah. From yeah. high up and in day one, there's yeah, well, a spyglass. <laughs> yes! Oh, we were both thinking the same thing. There's a, they've got, from the council chambers, uh, a 
a telescope that they can look up into <laughs> Jeff's office. And I think oh, we, already made, we may have already made this joke, but then somebody, like, burns some kind of, you know, it's like the new Pope. They burn, like, different oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff to let you know. So they see thumbs up or thumbs down. him thumbs up, thumbs <laughs> yeah. down, like the emperor. <laughs> yeah. Then to let all of us know yeah. that, like, white smoke comes exactly. out of them. Yep. And but then, they've heard then we all, you know, like, point towards South Lake Union and, and get down. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a good metaphor and hopefully not a, a literal manifestation of what our future will be. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Uh, and so, yeah, it it was really interesting to to kind of see, okay, this this really sucks. What do we... Seattle sucks, <laughs> and what do we do now? So, um, like there, there was more housing organizing that we got, we got involved with. There was some tenant organizing that we got involved with. There's tenant organizing that that uh, Seattle DSA is a part of right now, and just putting in that work because you can't you can you can do more than just organize your your workplace you can organize the place where you live mm. oh yeah so, mm-hmm. yeah organize this marina yeah yeah that would rule it's it is definitely possible and um i i just imagine that your landlord is like the, the captain from uh the simpsons just pay your rent <laughs> the, there is a salty old dock master um, for sure, yeah. That's that's excellent. And and so, capitalists come in many shapes and sizes, folks. <laughs> in all shapes and sizes, they're shitty. <laughs> yeah. And and so, um, I I just knew that there there was some need for some some inspiration. I needed some inspiration. I needed some ideas about this what was we could do. Like, yeah. This 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 loss, this uh defeat snatched from the jaws of victory. Yeah. 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 Well, so we didn't even I mean we weren't even involved in it and we felt pretty demoralized at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I can only imagine, yeah, how much worse that must have felt. Yeah. And so based on that, like we like I, I, I wanted to to regroup and um, yeah I in in November I I was I decided that I was going to like check out a few different places um, and and while I checked out these places see um, how DSA was faring and so I went to Colorado and it was a really awesome experience because their their DSA chapter. Um, was able to celebrate like just huge Democrat victories, but at, at the same time it was a pyrrhic victory because their version of the of the carbon tax bill also got shot down mm-hmm. uh, in November, and so um, then I went to Southern California and uh, did some did some organizing with. Um, immigration uh, related stuff in uh, LADSA as well as uh, went to the housing uh, meeting for uh, DSA Long Beach and I heard about just how how um, Prop 10 had lost so Prop 10 was uh, this proposition in California to uh, 
repeal the ban on uh, rent control that right. uh, covers like most California rentals. Um, it's a repeal of, of Casa Hawkins in particular. And it was such a big loss, partly because like there was so much corporate money funneled into fighting this repeal. And you could just see that they were, t they were telling stories about how like, they would go up to Sacramento and there would be like a sea of people supporting no on Prop 10. Uh -huh. And, and it was just, they were just flabbergasted and there was just so much mis misinformation, disinformation about like the benefits of, of rent control, which yeah. is pretty simple, uh, a concept. But I went up to Northern California. All by the way, the whole time I was in California, it was like covered in smoke, because we live in hell world. Yeah. And just like we had smoke season in the summer of, of last year, and we seem to have smoke season in the summer of every year in Seattle now. It was smoke season in California, um, and there was a huge there was a huge wildfire happening in the Chico area, and so went. <laughs> Um, into this Blade Warner, Runner looking world of smoke <laughs> in Silicon Valley and um, went and went to like one of their uh, Silicon Valley DSA meetings found out like what what they're doing and in, in, the, in the in the wake of this of the loss and and really like the the thing to do is to have uh, more grassroots organizing see what you can do on a, on a municipal level um, and like you might not be able to get have rent control, but you can have something that can provide some uh, similar benefits. Mm -hmm. And um, then I went to San Francisco DSA, mm -hmm. and they were really great with with uh, grassroots organizing um, in terms of um, mutual aid and direct service. So. Um, San Francisco DSA bought up a bunch of uh, gas masks and 95 masks, oh, wow. and they end up ended up giving out more uh, gas masks than the city of San Francisco. Wow! And so much so that the city of San Francisco started directing people to <laughs> to San Francisco DSA's office. That rocks. Wow. So, like, look at San Francisco DSA. Be like them. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. And that was that was an excellent experience, and that's one of the reasons why um, we're we've already uh, within uh, Seattle DSA passed a resolution. Well, is it a resolution? We have we have um, agreed. We voted to to fund uh, buying up of masks for. Seattle for when our smoke season inevitably comes this summer because we live in hell world and um, Yeah, like a, a lot of research went into it. We we, we spoke with uh, San Francisco DSA and That's and we, we just know that that it this is a public health issue this is an issue about environment environmental justice and in environmentalism in in general and uh there are just so many reasons why um, it intersects with uh, Democratic Socialists of America, especially here in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, if if there's another fire season like last year, this last week may be the only week of like good summer weather we have all year. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they're projecting a very, very bad 
fire season because we're starting to look like we're in a drought already. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's some reporting on this this week. I think Crosscut maybe had an article, but... Holy shit. Yeah, fire season's starting early this year. God. Wow. Well... I, cool. I guess it's good that we're prepared. <laughs> Damn, it's like it's like Moses and the and, well, no Joseph and the granaries and stuff with you with the Pharaoh. Yeah. Wow. Seven years of feast, seven years of famine. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I had a Technicolor coat and I had a dream and then Let's see in the biblical story when the people come to you for the masks. Yeah. You sell them to them, and when they need more, you buy them into slavery. You know that's how it happened in the Bible. Um, You're just going to give them away for free. That's the better version. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, the Bible's a really, really, really awful book. Um, that's what that story's about. But <laughs> yes, that was a totally accurate de- depiction of what happened in the Bible. Of course, Greg. <laughs> God. Um, and. Uh, the Prop 10 got shot down. Mm-hmm. And so, much, like, much like here, the right. head tax months earlier had failed. However. However. In Mountain View and in San Francisco, there was a bit of a bright spot. So in Mountain View, the comparable Google tax, which was modeled after our Amazon tax, yeah. um, that passed. And then in San Francisco, because they don't have like one, they're not a one company town in the same way, just like their big business tax passed. Yeah. Like they're, and they both were taxes for funding affordable housing. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. it's obviously it can be done and it's like, it's not, well, it's so, we, it, we did it. It's <laughs> the, that's the thing about that story is like the, the law, the failure of that is just so fucking embarrassing and stupid for everyone involved. I mean, on the council, I mean, oh, like yeah. just rolling over, and, and like this was such a no-brainer, such a small tax, but like they're so they're so freaked in this town. They just like they buy the right-wing frames immediately. They buy like Jeff Bezos to Saul Spady, telling them like this will drive business out of Seattle. <laughs> It's like to the extent to Bellevue, that that's Greg. true, it's because they have too much fucking power. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, they're going to Bellevue because that's what's called a capital strike. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, for they're all, going fucking golf. For all intents and purposes, like Bellevue and is Seattle, golf. Well, yeah, but Bellevue and <laughs> Seattle, if you zoom out economically, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like the same fucking place, really. Yeah, yeah, and so. This is like stadium financing, right? Yeah. They're going to find some way to say, hey, like, we're, just by being a big company in this town, Yeah. We're, we're a benefit to you. And so, anything that we want, you give to us, motherfucker. Yeah. It's extortion. And, yep. And such extortionate conditions are, are unacceptable, and it's amazing and awesome that that New York, Queens, mm-hmm. was able to keep Amazon from showing up. Well, that's yeah. what I love. I mean, this you know we've talked about all this before, but it's like our failure here with the head tax, that made national news, and it, it was that fucking embarrassing and obvious to yep. everyone. Like, ugh, really? You couldn't, <laughs> and in a state that doesn't have an income tax? or I mean, really? You couldn't 
really? You know, like... Yeah, you just can so... institute attacks that we've actually had before. Yeah. Uh, and then... And so, eventually, the I don't know, in some way, maybe the tide is turning a little, you know? The, if... Yeah. Seeing that... Amazon get kicked out of New York is like... That what a fucking surprise! Yeah, that like, I'm so jaded. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, we talked about this too. I don't think anyone even, to me, watching it, it didn't seem like anyone. All the there were, you know, all the those boots on the ground, those organizers, those people getting in the streets. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of them didn't think they were gonna win. I thought they were like, we need to make this statement. We need to make this shitty for them. Like when they do come, we need to never stop fighting. But then turn around and like, it's like holy shit. Yeah. So I don't know. It's very that's hopeful. Well, that's and I, hopeful. I'd be curious as somebody who is involved in uh, the head tax here. Do you have any insight as to why it's stuck in in San Francisco and Mountain View? I think part of it was that it was, and uh, it wasn't something that was voted in by the city council. Right. It was something that that was established through direct democracy. I see. These were uh, direct initiatives. Yeah, and so because it what and so because it got done on election day, like it it lended more legitimacy to it, and um, there was a situation where it could have it because this was a controversial tax, it could have gone to the vote, and um, because like um, that's what uh, Shama Sawant. And like the rest of the of the head tax camp um, had wanted, if there was some sort of opposition, but then like the the, the rest of the city council got too scared. Yeah. Di- and and like Jenny Durkin has received like three hundred fifty thousand dollars from yeah. from like either Jeff Bezos or Amazon. So also, she's never lived a day. I think that wasn't. <laughs> Like that, she wasn't terrified. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think she lives in fear. Uh, that just someone that's that her someone she thinks is cool doesn't is upset with her. Yeah. Well. Or or that she's I don't know like out of the the even a tiny bit out of step with the 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 centrist mainstream. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, like, right-wing frames scare these people, you know, is what we talk about. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so wait, so, all right, so that's Colorado, uh, L.A., uh... Bay Area. Bay Area. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get to talk about East Bay. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. So, East Bay DSA, during Contra this time... Contra County. Um, didn't get to go to Contra Costa, no. But, <laughs> but, uh, when it came to East Bay DSA, uh, which I also visited, um, they had... A, a socialism night school series going on, and that and like that week when there was all that smoke, there was actually their eco socialism event, and it was jam packed. <laughs> it was such great advertising that's for awesome. <laughs> for DSA. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, which is like accelerationism is real. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it's real. Like you, you don't want these situations, <laughs> no. yeah. but but it's good that that people can run to you're using it. Yeah, you know? and that we can like we can show that there is an alternative to this, and we can we can help people get through this by giving people smoke masks. You know, like this is all it's all part of the equation. You know, well, I think like like showing people. That there are alternatives. Mm-hmm. It's almost like 
It's about showing people what the alternatives are, because everybody knows what, even, I mean, on every, of every political stripe, everyone knows, like, everything about our society is, like, bullshit. They sense it in one way or another. And know there must be some other way. Um, so that that's just such a wide open door to show people options for that. Anything. People are just looking, like, seriously, for fuck's sake, what are the other options here? Yeah. And I, you just start talking about it, like, that's all, I mean, that's what, that is how you account for the, the uptick in, like, uh, socialist identification and interest in socialist groups and left-wing candidates and everything. It's just some people started talking about the other options. That's it. Yeah. Bernie Sanders just started yeah. talking about the other options on a national stage. Yeah. And that's all it took. Just someone saying the left-wing options. And, and people are like, oh, oh, that sounds very uh, like a normal thing that a human being would think of as a way to run a society. Yeah. And so back to housing, um, it, there, there have been some advances in housing in terms of uh, Oregon. Oregon recently passed rent control. Mm-hmm. Statewide. Yep, statewide. And so, so what, like, how does that work there? What is the, there's the a, details of that? I believe it's like, it's a 7% cap. Per year? Yeah, per year. That's still pretty high. It but. is still pretty high. So, um, ideally it would be, a, in our case, we'd go for like a 2% cap. Yeah. So. Or like a, a 10 year moratorium <laughs> and then a 2% cap. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, like the, these landlords aren't, aren't hurting, you know? Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah. Uh, okay. So Oregon passed it. So California, you were saying, much like Washington State, also has it on the books that it's not legal, right? Right. Well, it's restricted. Yeah. So like there are. So if a if a building is built, I think later than a certain time period, then it can't have rent control. Right. So. Um, right. So all you have to do is tear down the building, basically. Yeah. Talk to us about the possibility of rent control here in Seattle. Sure. So in a personal capacity, just like I'm speaking in a personal capacity here, uh, in a personal capacity, I, I supported rent control as a measure, as well as economic eviction assistance um, as, a, as a measure in, in solidarity with Shama Sawant, who is currently on the Seattle city council for district district three and she's she's just um started promoting a new some kind of new rent control measure right correct and um she's she was saying i I believe like two percent would be a good cap um in terms of in terms of increase year over year um and it's also it's not just a campaign uh to get people talking about rent control but also to like to really show to shame the the thoroughly democrat uh, legislature that we have on a state level because yeah. because they should have passed some sort of uh, repeal of the rent control ban yeah. yesterday yeah and they haven't done that yeah. yet so it's a matter why haven't they like let's let's get this going the time is now and basically once 
once um, the rent control ban is repealed, um, ideally that would mean that there would be rent control in, in Seattle. So the idea then, right, is to pass something in Seattle mm -hmm. that puts the it on the books in Seattle even though it's not enforceable because of state law. Right. So that the minute, uh, and as a way of generating support for it statewide. Yeah. So that the minute that it does pass on a state level. Yeah. It is. It comes into effect in Seattle. Exactly. Um. So, yeah. So, Washington State Legislature, mm -hmm. uh, the Senate, the House, and the Governor's office are James controlled by the twenty the Democrats, including a presidential candidate, uh, and our uh, the congressman when we were uh, growing up in Bothell, um, Jay Inslee. Uh. So why they can't get this shit done, right? Like they can't. They mm. did. They did just make some housing moves, though, didn't they? They announced greater funding for affordable housing. I can't remember what it increased by. <laughs> um, and then they also increased eviction notice. But no, really, yeah, well, had, this that was, one I hadn't heard. This was very recently, uh, like this last couple of weeks. But I saw no talk of rent control. Yeah, that didn't change. Um, and they also, so just this week, they passed uh, the new two-year budget, and mm -hmm. one thing that had been on the table that saw a lot of Democrats were talking about was um, introducing a capital gains tax. Yeah. And that just went away. That's just, you know. Yeah. So another tax in a state where it is supposedly illegal under the Constitution to have an income tax. God damn it. Um... <laughs> Where we can't in the city, you know, we can't, we just cannot pass any kind of tax. We cannot tax anyone. We cannot, in the law, the Democrats can't get their shit together to do it, like, and they can't, and of course, so no surprise that they can't get rent control. Meanwhile, three hours to the north of us in Vancouver, um, there, people are renting out places for a dollar um, a month or something absurd like wow. that because they have a vacancy tax. Yeah. Because there's so much, so much global investment has gone into into Vancouver's real estate. Similarly, yeah. it's gone into Seattle's real estate. Happened there first. Yeah. Along with London and then San Francisco. Yeah. And then they were sniffing around for more, and they're like, you know what's between Vancouver and San Francisco, and also has <laughs> a tech industry and <laughs> is basically a desirable place, uh, Seattle. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that in all. That's what it all comes back to, really, the how like the incredible like housing boom. There's all these other factors like Amazon and all that, but like yeah. those are things that influenced the global money to pour in here because we have a global free market for real estate in America. Yeah. Unlike almost anywhere in the world. Yeah, good God. Um the all American real estate is on a global free market. Yeah. And that's no exception here. And so that global free market can pick a place mm -hmm. to to pump. Pump and store and maybe sometime sometime in the future dump, but they're they're storing wealth in vast quantities here yep. in Seattle real estate. The most effective way to do that has been building luxury condos. Yep. Which do we know the vacancy rates of these in, in Seattle right now? Like the apartments were at like twenty five percent vacancy last summer. I think it was. Yeah. 
but I haven't seen any figures on condominiums. Um, so, yeah. So, so this happened in Vancouver earlier, right? Yeah. And, like, they're ahead of us by, like, ten years. But them, way behind their own curve, but ahead of us, they finally enacted some measures to control the flow of capital into real estate and to regulate that. And one of those is, what What were you saying? A vacancy tax. Yeah, so you so. tax the a vacant unit. Yeah. So, meaning, if you're not going to rent it out to someone, the city comes and puts a tax on that, yeah. meaning it's so, therefore cheaper for you to save the money on the taxes and rent to some rent it at a rate someone will pay yeah which at, at least is going to bring down the cost of renting on these units maybe if it if in a city like seattle where luxury units have been overbuilt it may turn those luxury units these into really nice um of like more affordable apartments mm-hmm. that just have that you know afford luxury apartments at affordable rates that the maintenance won't be as good on probably but also if you're saying there are people actually renting for a dollar just to because it's cheaper than paying the um because they're still saving on the that means what that means is that the power of capital in the rental market has been broken that that's that's what you call a buyer's fucking market there yeah okay like a renter's market yeah. where they you where you can dictate the price exactly. where they're so desperate to get someone in that fucking place that you can tell them to fuck off uh, but here's a dollar yeah. you know i mean that's some serious power that's a total that is a massive reversal of economic power and it sounds good to me yeah well let's let's bring capital to its knees <laughs> fuck yeah Certainly, like, the actual landlord class. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to reiterate, I live on a boat. (laughs) 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 I am a homeowner. uh, uh, Proudly, uh, yes, a a middle-class American dream uh, lift-driving floating homeowner. You have a hat for it. Yeah. Oh, I've got, um, I've got a, oh, here's the, the, this is. Oh, yeah. This is my captain's hat. Oh my god, excellent. Oh my god, that's perfect. <laughs> so, folks, um, Greg is wearing a captain's hat. That's like a kind of flat cat captain's hat, just to, just giving you that visual. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but like, that's, you know, it, yes, it's very cool and I like it, but it's also because I'm, I'm, you know, I can't, how else would I live in this city? Totally. Except like at a dock. Uh, so that's, that's where we're at, you know? Yeah. That's the, that's the situation of our society and it's, uh, it's really whack to put it one way. And, and on top of that, like we're, we're here on occupied, like Duwamish and Coast Salish land. Like the whole like concept of real estate is, is based on that knowledge is patently offensive. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, some people own the land that's been sold to them the, by someone who sold it to someone who sold it to someone else who murdered someone for it. Yeah. That's called primitive accumulation, folks. Yep, that is primitive <laughs> accumulation. It, it's fucking gross. <laughs> and everybody should read an indigenous people's history of the United States as well as um, Caliban and the Witch. 
Just oh, yeah. book recommendations. Yeah, no, thank you. We like those here. That's good. So while I, like, tell us, Rent Control in Seattle, Sawan is pushing something, there's a plan, like, what's going to happen over the next year to make that happen, or the next six months, or whatever, or before the election? Well, the interesting thing is that there's also economic uh, eviction assistance that okay. that she's pushing forth, and that can that can be brought into law, like, today, tomorrow. There's no state impediment to that. Exactly. And um, the thing about economic eviction assistance is, like, if, if you're priced out, you get some sort of assistance. and From where? I, I from be- the landlord? I believe it's from the landlord, yeah. yes. Yeah, And so that, that is huge. It also is in keeping with something that recently p- passed in Portland, where I believe that it's if you do not um, give enough notice for for an eviction or if you're or if you just like have like a no cause eviction you have to pay for the moving cost yeah. of that of that person that you're evicting and that's brought down that's brought down eviction significantly so yeah that, well like so if they different. actually put enforcement mechanisms into like eviction regulations our eviction rules are not too bad in this city the problem is no one understands or knows what their rights are right um tenants union seattle tenants union is that what they're called i I believe that there's, you know what, I, I don't for remember the name. It might be Seattle Tenants Union, but there's also, like, I think, B Seattle. Yeah, or, okay. Uh, because, like, they have, they have information sessions about how to advocate for yourself as a tenant. And even if you just go to, like, Tenants Union website, like, they have some, yeah. like, you can just read, like, a few pages of, like, oh, shit, like, there's all these rules they have to follow, and shit, I can trip them up on, <laughs> and... I always say, just like, you know, um, drag it out and make it as painful as possible. Uh, yeah, kicking and screaming. Yeah. I mean, the best thing to do if you're going to get evicted is to really get evicted because at that point, you know, you just not pay them for six months and then get evicted rather than just, like, leave when you're told and then you just save six months on rent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think that that's a, a mm. little. I think that's a little challenging, though, because like to have an, an eviction on your record it almost guarantees that you're going to have trouble getting another rental. Yeah, that is very true. But <laughs> you know what? If you just move on to a boat, um, no one's going to check that. So Damn, that's some <laughs> galaxy brain shit. <laughs> yeah, so B Seattle has uh, tenant rights boot camps. Yeah, awesome. So if you go to seattletenantbootcamps.org, you can... Uh, See what your tenants' rights are. Find find the actual events, and yeah, find out what your your rights are. Cool. And like, we will just stay tuned for news on this um, rent control fight and see where that goes. And maybe we'll see something here in Seattle that'll maybe lead to something on the state when um, all the Washington State Democrats are replaced by I don't know, Manche like, clowns. Yeah, um, or some kind of. Uh, multiplying androids that would still be better than what we've got now. I don't know. Fire ants. <laughs> you know, like just like some fire ants. Um, okay, cool. Well, Wale, thank you for finally coming by the boat, um, getting on the podcast. Uh, super cool to hear about your trip uh, and all, you know, the you know, fights you got to peek in on last year. Um, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, 
so okay, wait. Where can we find you on the Twitter machine, for example, or anywhere else that you're doing stuff? Obviously, you know, um, you're doing stuff with DSA, but just you personally, like, um, what's your Twitter handle again? It's copacetic, but spelled K O P A S E T I K. That's K O P A S E T I K. Awesome, awesome. I'm, um, on, I'm on I'm on all sorts of social media, and I'm on and I'm on OK Cupid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Wally is single, everybody. So yeah. uh, let's keep that in mind. Uh, hit him up. Slide into those DMs. Yeah. <laughs> keep those cleats down when you slide. Though. Oh my god. Um, okay, uh, Colin. Uh, oh, we, do we have? Some yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I just uh, reiterate what Greg said. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a real pleasure. It's always awesome to hear what's going on in Seattle DSA from somebody who is only like Seattle DSA adjacent by proxy. So for now, yeah, for now, for now. Uh, very cool stuff, and definitely appreciate that work. And thanks for coming. Uh, so yeah, we do have one new patron. Thank you for reminding oh, me. Oh, hell yeah. Um, good friend of the show. I admittedly, uh, maybe guilted him into <laughs> to subscribing. Oh, it this was this Flexor? It, well, yeah, it wasn't intentional. So Bjorn Harlson, thank you so much, aka Flexor on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I bullied him into joining because <laughs> we mentioned his expedition to Medina, couple weeks ago he was he was off to see bill gates's house on a line bike and uh it was pretty funny he, did he have some tomatoes in tow he didn't he but he had i mean he must have had a gopro or something so he was documenting mm-hmm. his trip uh cool. for science i so, assume but at, how do you spell his at his at is f-l-e-k-s-o-r and you should definitely check him out he's got some um, he's tweeting some some jokes he's very he's funny some jokes about seattle which who's really even trying yeah, to he's very that. funny he's also a dj his music's pretty cool uh so yeah check him out yeah. cool dude right. and if you want to be like him uh you can find us on patreon so where you can also find our bonus episodes, yeah. our Seattle Suckers report, just well, for the suckers. That's how I got Bjorn, because I said, hey, we talked about you on this episode behind the paywall, just so you know, and then uh, he knew what that he had. He had to, he knew to, that he had to hear his own, he had to pay to hear his own shout out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we paywalled <laughs> his shout out. That is such a, that is a strategy. <laughs> that was not my intention. I just want to be clear. Uh, All right. Anyway. Cool. We've yeah. got a lot more friends on Twitter. Yeah, who, we do. Um, we're probably going to get a shout-out in our next Seattle Suckers report. <laughs> We're just going to read a list of names. <laughs> yeah, and say some nice complimentary thing about them. Yeah. And so if you want to hear what we're going to say about you, pay yeah. up with you. All right. All right, thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Willie. Thanks. <laughs>